Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world-building podcast where we throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, we go in-depth on an element of fictional worlds, breaking it down and developing unique examples live on the fly to give you ideas you can copy, steal, or be inspired by. Whether you're a writer, a GM, or an on nerd goblin, Nelt Goblin, just looking to indulge your imagination, we've got you covered. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan. On this episode, we'll be discussing Secret Kings. Have you seen The Princess Diaries? Yeah. I have not. I, I saw it when I was like 10, so I don't really have a... In my mind, that's Anne Hathaway's big break, and I think that's true. But I imagine, I think from what I've read, that it involves a secret queen? Maybe. Secret royalty, let's Secret call royalty. This. Well, I, I, I guess uh, the impetus for this idea is uh, pretty clear cut, and it's me watching Prince Harry uh, do an interview with Stephen Colbert and realizing that I think one of the weirdest downsides of being in royalty is that you might not want that gig. If you're if you're in a hereditary power position, it's you know it it, it it's a like I think people talk is like it's a the, lot of pressure. The the, the resistance like uh you know Aragorn you know like oh like take up your rightful place kind of thing. But what if it's not only an option for you? You you are born in it. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows that you're in this position. But instead, if you if you were in like a a setup where everybody knows you're in their position, but only people in, within a certain circle, and otherwise, who's in charge is a complete mystery. Mm. You, you have a king who operates in secret. The public face, the public the, the face, or the face to the public, rather. But you know, there is a shadow government. Some some puppet master is pulling the strings. Well, no, that's not what I'm thinking. That's not I'm, what you're thinking. I'm thinking oh, that's where I went. No, because because I feel like public governments are everywhere and in like fiction. Uh, also kind of in history. Yeah, but, like they, they exist in the, yeah. the deep state. Yeah, the deep state. Uh, not particularly interesting to me. I think the more interesting element is, you know, you you have a monarch who everybody knows it's a monarch. It's the monarch. And it, it may even have a name. It might just say, oh, it, 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 it could be they're referred to as the king. But it could also be that they are known as King Bartholomew. But no one knows what King Bartholomew looks like. Nobody knows... Uh, who he actually is that's what i'm getting at is is a monarch that whose identity might be known but their physical identity is not to the public not uh, really to anybody even to advisors necessarily so it could be that uh council is held and the king is wearing um uh, a mask know, a mask of some kind yeah and it's you know they have to confirm their identity every single time to make sure they're not an imposter that uh, they have to answer a series of questions and almost like a you know it's like a cognitive Picking test. Picking a new Dalai Lama, yeah, or identifying the reincarnated Dalai yeah. Lama. Yeah, yeah. Think of it kind of like that. Yeah, um, I, oh, I dig in that. Like I don't know how. I think there's something to Gigi. it of like how do we get into the setup of a secret king. There is an amazing example, and uh, no endorsement whatsoever of of the author or his politics, but um, in Ender's Game. You know, Ender's older brother, Peter, and his sister, Violet? I don't remember. Um, basically end up through a series of essays, uh, effectively predicting Twitter, um, end up taking over the entire government of, of Earth. And Peter, his older brother, who's this manipulative sociopath, installs himself as the hegemon. And he eventually hegemon's just Hegemon's a great word. Oh, it's a great word. It's a great title, too. And he was just the hegemon. That was oh, so it. That was beautiful. it. When, when did he write these? 
uh, 80s, I want to say, Ender's Game came out. And okay. then there were a whole bunch of series. It was so, sort of in the same vein as Dune, where like the first one was amazing, and then all the other ones after that got progressively weirder and, and yeah, less yeah. well-known. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the term of the hegemon. I the think Because I, I, I think that, that implies a certain... <coughs> I mean, in like politics, hegemon was very known you know the united states in 1998 was a hegemon uh like you know rome was a hegemon you know the british empire was a hegemon at, mm-hmm. at the peak of their power but on a personal level it's not usually applied so it does imply like a level of like um grandeur if mm. it's if it's ascribed to a singular individual because it's not something you would say about a singular individual right it's very peculiar and it, and it's the difference between hegemony and uh, head, like the singular, like you know, like and yeah. it's the idea. It's like it's, it's like someone being called the head of government being called the Democrat. It's yeah, like, that it, suddenly it it adds it adds isn't layers it, I, to. It. I think in Foundation, the the emperor is just called Empire. Uh, I have not read that. I, I haven't read Foundation, either. but uh, I did. W- I I have seen uh, Just Right has uh, several several great videos on uh, on Foundation. But I did watch part of the show. Uh, and the, the once ev- again, we are not experts. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I've read everything. There's a lot to read, but yeah, like, and that is like a totalitarian, not totalitarian, but it's like a total control of the galaxy, right? Uh, empire. So the the head of that, who is like a it's the same person like a, right. in, in the show it's a genetic clone but in i think in the books it's slightly different but that is a like it is described it's only to describe someone of that position is to use the word they would use for the entity sure. for the individual it's like calling a ceo corporation CEO. yeah corporation yeah it's if, if, if enterprise you, yeah if, if, if you said Elon Musk. If, if you were referred to, requ- if you're required, please to re- don't finish this sentence. You're, you're just required- going to give him an idea. He's going to do it. Please don't finish that sentence. Warren Buffett has, <laughs> is now requiring that money people, <laughs> people have to call him money. Money. People have to call him a uh, company or corporation. Company. Or something. It, it has that same like it's it's odd, but it says something. So if, if you are you know the secret king is referred to as hegemon, but nobody knows the true identity of hegemon in this scenario. Well, and what's interesting about that as an idea is that there is historical precedence for the public nature, you know, the public facing leader of of a government. I mean, Louis the Fourteenth, I am the state, right? Yeah. Hell, Palpatine, I am the Senate, right? Like that was pretty good. It was a great line. Thank you. Yeah, I I'm really glad that we're recording this yeah, because I look forward to listening back to that. Yeah. But. But all, but also all Palpatine these... being like in secret while he's building his empire Absolutely. is like he, a perfect he, analog. I mean, but he was the emperor long before he became the emperor. Yeah, like, and that's a, and so there, there's, there's varying degrees that you can look at this. One is the public nature of it, right? Like everyone knows the face, or maybe just the symbol of the mask of of the leader, or just leader. Um, or they don't, and the mystery is, uh, you know, it, which gives public strength to the mystery, or they don't, they just know the title, and that, again, builds strength into it, because then suddenly anybody could be, yeah. you don't even know anybody in the government could be, there's a okay. lot of different opportunity here. Noodles. Noodles. All right, uh, well, noodles on my own noodle. Um, is I like the idea that anyone in the government... Auto-noodulation? Auto-noodulation? Oh, gosh. The, oh. The, that's... I hate myself. I... I, I uh... I, I think I love you. <laughs> uh, that's a great word. Uh, but so 
like I love the idea of like anyone in the government could be this. So all right, so you you have the hegemon, and you have a council of advisors, and nobody knows who any of them are. And then you get into like it's almost an oligarchy, mm. but one of them is claiming hegemon, and behind the scenes, it's that they are rotating that position on like a monthly basis. So it's uh, you could be hedge bond for We're a month. an anarcho syndicalist commune, <laughs> and each of us takes turns acting as a sort of executive figure for the week. Yeah, that's exactly what you were describing. <laughs> a, a little bit. I I was more inspired by uh, just with masks and robes and ceremony. <laughs> I was inspired uh, more by, and this won't surprise won't surprise you, is the uh, James A. Castro had a joke about ah. about true democracy is uh, everyone gets to be prime minister for a day, <laughs> um, so we all get one one day to take a turn at it, uh, and, and you get you get all the power in the world to do it. You want it in that one day and then if you but if you give that to the entire population of a country it turns into chaos right but if, if you have a council of advisors who it's rotating back to them right and I, I think that's where it, it could be interesting is that say you like you have the secret you know you like you've got the position right. the position makes the decisions but it's like six seven people however many people sure. you want to have in that like are in this council that are rotating into it so each of them has an incentive to not screw things up too badly not make a decision that screws over their colleagues because their colleagues if you have enough people you, you know at two brutus like they're going to come at you so like i i think i think that could work it could i i i'm i'm hmm. i'm intrigued by the idea i'm curious do they who knows who number one who picks is it a rotating system or do they all know that rotate. like oh this week it's jim and next week it's sally and i think it would i think it'd be a rotation I, I think I think they'd be like a set rotation that Jim always follows Sally and then Ted always follows Jim. Okay. I think I, I think that would Fuck make them I think the most sense. Um, okay. um yeah, Ted's not great. No, but Ted sucks. We hate Ted. Boo Ted. Boo Ted. Um I think it I think it's an interesting notion. Because then it's but just then we're the, moving cause in, the the because then the idea then the the you know the phrase secret in secret king only applies to the public, not yeah. even to the government or the other or the other ruling party, which is an interesting idea, right? Like I don't think, in some ways though, it's the question of how much does that change the power structure, right? And I'm thinking back now to for those of you that haven't watched, uh, Matthew Colville has an amazing video on um, the origins of executive power. And how do you structure that into a world or a game or or, or make it clear yeah. who own, where power comes from? Yeah. Because then, right now, all that all that you're doing in this world is creating a circle of people who protect power. It, it, you've created an oligarchy, yeah, and, and which is which I, is which is very powerful, and there's a lot of opportunity there. But but I'm I'm curious more like the secret nature of the king, and if if they're protecting the power. Yeah. Right. Then, how does the king being secret to the or the ruler being secret to the public come into play? What's the impact there? I I I do want to pin. I I also want us to come back and explore non oligarchical version. But I like we're going oligarchy, so we're going to keep going oligarchy for a little bit. Uh, I and I think you're you're definitely right. Of like it, it's the origin of executive power, basically being like it's a social construct. As long as society accepts the the power structure, right. you're good. So if, as long as the 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 society says this this hegemon is doing a good job we have our needs met or not they just are like they're in charge and this is mm -hmm. the way it's been then they can continue to exist the individuals that are in, within that power structure they are doing what they can to protect it they they want to stay as hegemon 
But then you also get into they're probably gonna have some infighting mm-hmm. eventually because if there's a hegemon, but nobody knows who it is, they don't even know it's an oligarchy. They don't know there's a rotation here. You th- then you've got you just need one person who's overly ambitious, or you need one generational shift mm. because this only can last for a certain long, a certain amount of time before. All of a sudden, you got to bring new people in the fold, right? Because and are those people elected, or are they also subject to exactly. some sort of hereditary line or a line of succession? Because that, I mean, shit, man, we don't know how the Pope is picked. We just know that the College of Cardinals get it. I mean, they could. I think it's South- a dartboard, or I'm imagining some sort of South Park style. They, you know, they cut the head off a chicken, and wherever the chicken lands is whoever the new Pope is. That sounds more Catholic, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, I know, but sorry, Kevin. I think. I, I think the Pope thing threw me for Upo. I, I had an idea. Oh, I was going to say. Okay, noodles. Uh, noodles. Back to how, to how are they picked. I don't. I, I think the hereditary element is interesting. The, what if the hereditary element is it's all one family? It's it's one single family. And instead of picking an heir, all of them are in, engaged. Mm. So, the hege, so hegemon is you have the Windsor family. And, you know, oh, too real, too real. I, I, I'm using I'm using the real life example <laughs> as, you know, and instead of us knowing that William and Harry are, you know, like the heirs, you know, like they are the first and second son in, mm. in, in the line to the throne. We just know the Windsor heirs exist and we don't know who they are. We don't know their names, but like whenever they ascend to the throne, it is just the Windsor King. The Windsor King. Yeah, which actually sounds pretty cool. It does. It sounds I wish, I wish that it King wasn't Charles anchored or... in reality, yeah, but I, 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 because that is a great. Name. But I mean, this, this entire example it's is ruined. Coming, another thing is coming off of of a <laughs> off of reality because Prince Harry inspired this idea. But I think, okay, so say, all right, what, what what's the fictional name of of, of this family you, you want to use? What's this dynasty's name? Ferdinand. Well, that's real. Why, like, because then we're gonna have World War One start. We yeah, we, that's true. That's true. Otherwise, I'm going to name him Ficus. Ficus. All right. <laughs> king Ficus. <laughs> All right. King Ficus is the secret king. Now, you've got, uh, let's say we have Richard Ficus. <laughs> no regrets. Keep going. Yes, and motherfucker. He goes by Dick Ficus, obviously. <laughs> uh, so, Dick Ficus. Ficus, is- that dick. <laughs> All right, so Dick Ficus is king. Now he's he's the grandfather. He has. You might say he's the head. <laughs> Stop it! We, we've got to go ahead. We've got to we've got to progress. All right. Uh, so the head of the family, <laughs> Dick Ficus, King Ficus, is in charge. He's the grandfather. He's got, let's say. Actually, no, because he he can't be the only person in charge. It's 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 Dick. It's Roscoe. Roscoe. It's Vern. You've got to get a double name in there. You need like a Jim Bob or a or a Tiffany May, or you've got you need a double name in there. Um, let's go with Sally May. Sally May. Sally May. So we 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 have Dick. We have Roscoe. We have Vern. We have Sally May. Yep. Uh, three of those are inspired by my family, so shout out to uh, generations past. Um, but the four of them are in charge. They are hegemon. They are they are King Ficus. Interesting. Or they are Ficus hegemon. They are the Ficus. They are They're the just fi- the Ficus. They're the, the Grand fi- Tree. The Grand Tree. 
Um, so there's actually some potential here. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so they are they are the grand tree. They are in charge. They're the generation at the top. But nobody knows who, who any of them are. How they got in that position up to anybody else. I mean, we're not going to figure that out right now in mm. this particular moment. Their children say they each have two kids. Now, okay. now we got eight. When I think, let's say you get down, like I think in this scenario, you you, you would have an age out situation. Or mm-hmm. if one of that generation dies, and there's only four, mm-hmm. they immediately age out, or they they hand up, it, or or maybe it gets messy, and they. Hand I think it, it gets messy. All right, so because again, we're 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 this is pretty. This is very you know line of succession. Have you seen Stardust? Yes. Or read the book. The the Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Yeah. The, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, amazing movie, totally different from the book. Book is better, but movie's great. But you know, the the king, um, Peter O'Toole, he has you know all all his seven sons, you know, fight over the gem for the line of succession. Okay, yeah. Um, in this situation, there is no line of succession because it's basically they're just saying, um, can our parents' generation move on so that all of our generation can take over because mm. that we we are hegemon we all are taking turns we are all in that position that's the way this is set up if we're going with this is still the oligarchical thing but the oligarchy within a monarchy mm. which i guess is where you kind of and blurring governmental forms i think is the most interesting thing you can do right like you know you like if you have like oligarchy is usually associated with multiple power poles, multiple right. power structures. Right. In this situation, it's one family, and assuming that this family is not inbred, not sure. infighting, it is because they know they all get to partake equally. I think because I think in in a lot of times when you have those lines of succession in a monarchy, a lot of mm-hmm. the issue is like second sons. Right. Is you get a bitter second son yep. who all of a sudden wants to start something. Yep. You've got hashtag House of Dragons. Yeah. Basically, yeah, just channeling House of Dragons. Like, watch House of Dragons. You're like, yeah, that's what yeah, happens. That's exactly what happens. When, when you have one single, because it's, you are passing it under one single person and everybody else is getting left in dust. What if nobody's left in dust and nobody's, like, it's not even a division. It's literally just a division of time because mm. it's, you you all get all the power, mm-hmm. but you're just dividing it month by month by month, and your decisions aren't like no one outside of the family even knows what you've done. So like it's not, also like you don't get any blame, you don't get any credit per se. If you like, I think it 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 would temper ego as well as a king or I as like a hegemon. That. That's a really interesting idea that you don't you don't get any pressure, but you don't get any credit. That's the other, that's the thing, because what we typically do, what you've done, which is really interesting with the idea of a secret king is you have separated the notions of responsibility and uh, uh, you've, you've basically removed the social element of power, yeah, which comes from being public facing and all the wealth and yada, yada, yada that goes along with it. Now, an interesting question, this would be up to the individual within the, within the, the, the great, the great tree, um, are they good or are they bad, right? Because there is opportunity there for, well, if nobody is holding me accountable, I can do whatever the hell I want. But the, the accountability is an internal accountability right. to your family. Right. And, and if your family outnumbers you and says, Sally May, mm-hmm. you have crossed a line. We are, the three of us are no longer comfortable letting you become 
uh, hegemon or grand tree, whatever you're going to call it. We're not going to let you do it. And you are ostracized. You are banished. Hell, you're just executed. It, you know, in, in this world, there could be a, a very no tolerance policy towards interfering with the the hegemon grand tree system. What are we, are we going to call hegemon or grand tree? Are, 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 we, are we transitioning? I'm stick. I'm going to stick with grand tree for right now. I think that works better with ficus. Yeah, true. All right. So we all we take the grand tree responsibility very seriously, and we don't want anyone interfering with that. So if you mess it up, we will remove you from the equation entirely by just straight up executing you. But see, again, there is always, you know, and and you can hand wave this. You absolutely can. But there is always some element of power that depends on the public giving it to you, right? Like, and, absolutely. And, and so the question is, what in this world, what stops the Grand Tree from just totally serving the Grand Tree's interest? And especially if nobody knows. And there is no public accountability. Yeah, I, I guess I'm going from a perspective of this is assuming, and 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 we'll have to we'll do an episode on benevolent dictators and evil dictators, mm. and at some point because I think that's that's where this question comes into play is like, uh, at one point if you are serving on interest, do people rebel, and what level right. of authorities needs to be exerted, and if you are doing good for the people, they they will happily let you trans, trample over them if if they can see the results. Um, but we will leave that aside. I think that's a, a bigger conversation. I think your question is a bigger conversation. But in this context, I'm assuming, and you can dispute this, like I'm assuming the Grand Tree's interest and is fully the good of the state. Got it. Because there's some mechanism tying them. And there's like their privacy, their secrecy. Because in, the, in this world, I'm thinking – they're not isolated physically enough. Like if they're in the capital of this, the Grand Tree Kingdom, or whatever it might be, the, the Great Forest, the Great Forest. Um, if they're in the capital of the Great Forest, and people know that's the building, like that's the tree the Grand Tree lives in. That's that's just the Grand Tree, right? They could just walk over and be and, and just watch and see who comes and goes and what what have you. So I think their secrecy and their privacy is part of what incentivizes them to keep doing mm. the right thing and doing making good decisions on behalf of everybody because if if the secrecy element is the prized element that can be removed for you if you piss off the public because they will start searching they will they try will to figure it out you. but if up until then and it's then just you like, have to be batman all the time yeah and that's not great no, that's a, that's a lot of pressure, actually. Yeah. And especially if, if in this scenario, they are not inherent. Like, I mean, I guess maybe they're covering themselves up when, when they leave. Hmm. But maybe maybe they spend most of their time out and about. Maybe, maybe they're constantly leaving. Maybe the entire society is wearing masks all the time hmm. for some reason. They vote by text. Right, but they probably don't vote. No. Well, the, the Grand Tree would. The four of them would. Yeah, but I, I'm saying no. That's uh, but I mean the four of them. You can just vote by day. You might not even physically need a tree. What if you're just nomin? Ooh, here's a noodle. Okay. What if this is? And again, this gets back to James Acaster's idea. But what if? <laughs> but, but 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 play it out with me. Where you know every every person has. You can do it in a magical world where every person has a stone necklace or a ring, or you can do it technologically where everyone has a chip in their head or a phone or something. And one day you wake up and bring you are given authority for the day. Yeah. 
and it is done it is truly random it is done by an algorithm like the algorithm like it's just built into the devices there is no central data hub there is no set right like yeah it's just randomly assigned the and the secrecy is in is incumbent on the on the the random nature of the selection so and by and i truly mean random in the sense that yes it could be anybody anybody could be king or queen or ruler for two weeks or one day right like it doesn't matter you know because that's the nature of random you truly don't know hmm. um it could be nine 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 all over again and that could be truly random that's the way the dice rolls sometimes that happens but there there is some secrecy in that and and so i wonder there if you know you are sort of mutually agreed upon this as as a structure because we're talking about power is something that's given power as a social construct. Yeah. But what if it wasn't? What if it was something truly where again, you know, you were all worker bees, just say for example, and then randomly for one day, one of you wakes up and you're like, "Oh, crap, I'm aware. All the other people, they're all these ants that are controlled by pheromones and yeah. all these things and suddenly you're in control." Interesting. And what do you do then? Like, the, the, so it's it's secrecy. It is this idea of this unknown, this unknown leader, you know. And you can frame it in a fantasy world or a sci-fi world as operating on other levels of consciousness. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to test okay. this noodle. All right. So I'm thinking. I'm fling, I'm flinging it at the wall. I don't know if it's sticking. I'm gonna try to pull it off. Um, I think. Okay. So I like the idea of. Somebody goes to another plane of consciousness or, or, or some some state of con- like I'm thinking of like if, if it's like an interplanar thing, like mm. they move into another plane of existence, like very much an ethereal plane. Yeah, uh, you, you like where they just have slightly more wisdom, vision. They are they are empowered by their ability to see things in a slightly different manner. Like, like Dr. Manhattan, you know, you see time, past, present, future happening all at once. Yeah. So very it, simple. You know, it, it, if it's <laughs> very simple. If it's somebody's given that ability, then it's like, I think in that scenario, you would need, you need some authority though, to know who's been picked. It can't just be, oh, you're it today and uh, like everyone has to verify it in that scenario how do you like the rest because then you, you have to come back to there is there's an authority that says oh yeah it is indeed jim today jim's mm. in charge right now jim is in like an ethereal state and we can confirm jim's decisions are valid so i think i think you run into a roadblock of mm. it, 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 if you open it up too much you increase the ability of randomness and secrecy but anonymity has a downside here which is people can't verify. They can't verify unless, yeah. And I guess if you don't need the anonymity, right? Like if I was thinking like suddenly, you know, you're the ants, you can control the pheromones, right? Yeah. Then, well, that's not really secret. I like the idea of like of an ant waking up and being like, well, shit, I can tell what's happening. Right. Here. Like, oh, I'm the queen now. Yeah. Okay, I, think, like, I think that's kind of cool. But I think. Because then you you do have that mechanism for control built in. Yeah. I think. I think the I think there's a big difference between secrecy and anonymity. Mm. We live in a city. I'm constantly anonymous when I'm walking around. Never secret. Everyone can see me when they want to. When they want to, or but when you want them. When to. I want, well, if I'm walking down the street, unless I'm like completely covered and you know head to toe. But that's the beauty of living in a city. Is I, I like being able to walk around and be anonymous. Yeah. 
to most people, but I'm not in secret. I'm fully operating in the public. You can walk up and talk to me. I, and I think the anonymous king is a different thing. The secret, I agree. The secret. I think that's a really important thing. Because I think your mission to- towards anonymous king, I think secret king is the king that people know the king's over there. Right. Like that's the king's palace or right. the king operates out of, the king lives in the sky. Mm-hmm. The king has a, a sky ship. They're constantly floating up there. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking of uh, Bioshock Infinite. It's an incredible game from a world building perspective. All the Bioshock games are absolutely like off the charts great at world building. But they have they have a leader in the third game in particular who has like a skyship that he's like it's his skyship, or like a tower that he lives in. That's like his tower, and it's like he's set apart, and it's like protected, and like you have loyal guards that that shield you from everybody and he he keeps a like a, a a prisoner there for his who like is sheltered and contained within that you all right noodles let's go noodles. with a, a darker route you have secret king is king against their will all right so say you have some authority in power i, I don't know who it is in the scenario but we, we'll get to that but they have controlled an individual, uh, the hereditary line that is the monarchy of this institution. They're the one that's in that has the uh, the buy-in from the public. That if um, and I, I will use Bioshock Infinite fully as an example here sure, is sure. like Elizabeth is considered to be the rightful ruler, and everyone believes she's the one making decisions. And but they're not seeing her. She lives in secret, but she is understood to be queen to be making the decisions for the public but she's being fully kept against her will within this tower very much the you know the princess you know being like caught up in the tower Mm. but instead of oh the princess being being taken by a dragon river it's instead the princess or the queen is being kept to an apartment and is either allowed to govern and is fully governing governing but is being controlled physically and socially Hmm. by being like you are not allowed to leave here uh, but and they're making, the, but they're still able to make the decisions, hmm. or the inverse, where they are, you know, kept and they are used as a puppet by somebody else. I think the former might be more interesting because the, the latter seems a little, a little bit overdone. Maybe is like a little bit, but again, but in the former, where's the secrecy? Like the what? secrecy is that nobody sees her, and nobody knows what's I happening. See. Nobody knows that she's being kept against her will. Got it. And her governing is still happening, but it's, uh, or and and maybe it's r- remove her name. Let's mm. add the anonymity in there. It is. Uh, let's go back to the Grand Tree. We go to the Grand Tree. There is, um, there is a singular person in the the line, or everyone in that line is being kept there by the order of the leaf hmm. they are a militant organization that believes that this line needs to be in charge forever hmm. and they control them with an iron fist but could be religious celebrity mm-hmm. could be just the thing that they do they just they have belief i don't yeah. know it's up to it, yeah. it's up to them what 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 they're thinking but they are keeping th- that family locked in and making them continue to act as the Grand Leaf. Hmm. 
and it's not by their own decision. So you're basically inverting the original impetus, which was uh, someone in that position wanting to be hidden and wanting not to be a part of it because they don't want to be in it. And instead saying, because they hated the pressure, but instead it's the outside pressure basically saying, no, we're going to force you to be anonymous. We're going to mm. force you to stay here. We're going to force you to live in secret contained in this. So it's bubble. less secret, a secret ruler and more a ruler under duress. A, a, a ruler under secret duress. Yeah. Slash a secret. It's a secret ruler under secret duress because the Order of the Leaf is pretending that they are the loyal guards who are just keeping away, uh, keeping the fray away because they protect, the, they they preserve the tree. They and and the grand tree stop the squirrels. And the grand tree is so valuable, and what they do is so esoteric and un, it's uncomprehensible to all the rest of you. So you need to leave them be. Mm. They are doing their thing. Everybody else, stay away. We, the Order of the Leaf, will make sure that that they are left to to do their ruling in peace but in reality they want to leave yeah. but they are not allowed to show themselves the duality of of you know power comes with restraints you know yeah uh, like the genie uh, like the genie aladdin right it's like you know phenomenal cosmic power itty bitty living space yeah i mean like look at somebody like president united states sure they don't get to go anywhere they don't no but they're still very public yeah incredibly public but uh and it's a weird like you have plenty of secrecy, but and plenty of it, but no anonymity, but plenty right. of secrecy, and no freedom, no freedom whatsoever. And I think because that is so expected, it's less interesting. Yeah. I, I, and that's why I, I think, yeah, we moving back to like, yeah, maybe the anonymous element. You know, the definitions of anonymous and, and, and secrecy are are murky in this scenario. But that's why I think, in my mind, the secret king is a is I guess a bit more of anonymous plus secret um because anonymous lets you live right and that's kind of cool but and hear me out because i've I've got a i've got a noodle what if you didn't want to live Mm. and i don't mean like what if you were so depressed that you were not yeah yeah, yeah. right like what or or suicidal and, and please seek help if you need it what if you simply didn't know and again, I'm 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 finding it interesting. You didn't though, know you were king. You didn't know you were king. Hmm. And I find it interesting that once again I'm <laughs> going back to Ender's Game. Right. Okay. Spoiler alert. I don't know why I said that. The book's been out for like 50 years, but um, not 50. We're not that old, but it's been out for a while. Yeah. But Ender, the whole time that he's in battle school, the big reveal is that. Have you read the book? No. Do you care if I spoil it? No. Okay. Ender, he's this military genius and he's being sent to battle school to fight the the aliens. And he thinks that he's in school, in school the whole time, just running military test after military test, fighting against an AI. But he's actually, the reveal is that he's actually doing it in real time. He's controlling the actual military. So he's not fighting an AI or the computer like he thinks he is. He's actually fully engaged in warfare he just has no idea interesting and so what if when because secret the, the idea of a secret king like or, or a secret ruler you get to this point where eventually you either run into the barrier of power being a social construct or you run into the barrier of of freedom right and and these are stories that have been been run through in different forms but i think this idea of doing something you know this kid just thinks that like oh they're just trying to you know they're brought in and oh your room is so messy well 
how are we going to clean up this spill? And the kid's idea is actually them cleaning up an oil spill. And then you sort of get into this idea of microcosms of reality. And, and so the, the, you know, the idea of the secret king matter, secrecy is a matter of perspective. Yeah. And I think this idea kind of gets at that where like, mm-hmm. you know, yes, the, 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 nobody knows who's making these decisions. What matters yeah. is that they are coming down from the government. They are coming down from those in power, the powers that be. Yeah. And authority figures telling you this is the decision that made. And but... so it's going to happen this way. But even what if you were a secret king even unto yourself? Yeah, you're or a secret you, ruler even unto yourself. I think I, I I like the idea. I like the idea of like a child, and like I'm thinking of like um you know this moves in. I mean, it's chosen one trope kind of written all over it. But like there's a prophecy kind of thing. Oh, oh love me a prophecy. Yeah, I know you do. I don't love prophecies, but I know you whatever. Don't, you're weird. I, no, I'm just I just don't love religion. Um, I think it, if if you have a prophecy. That says something that there's the, going to be this kid. He's going to be the one to change the world or whatever. It's captured in, 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 in I mean, Truman showed. Aha. You Truman show this kid and constantly, you know, similar to what you're saying right, about Ender of like, he thinks he's just doing a mundane thing. Or if it's just like, he's just kind of sits there. He's highly educated and people just come in and just ask him questions he's being asked questions right okay i'm gonna use we're gonna go plato here for a second oh do it uh the cave um for those of you unfamiliar with the allegory of the cave if you live in a cave and that's the only thing you know is looking at the wall in the back of the cave and you've never been turned around you've never seen natural light and and there's shadows on the wall puppets you know shadow puppets on the wall because there's a fire behind you all you would think that is real is shadow you would not know that that is a, like that is just an image of an actual thing behind you. So basically, your perspective—if you've only never known that—that's that's all you know. If you've got if you've got this prophesized kid who's born and immediately put into maybe it's a cave, it could be anywhere. They're, they're put into a singular environment, locked in, and they are never shown the outside world. They are read to every day. They are by like tutors by ed, by mm-hmm. ed, they have read every single book that exists they are constantly being informed of current events everything but they are just they don't get to socialize they don't get to like in, in, you know have fun but outside of this controlled environment not even no like like they just don't have any fun period not even at all no oh. this is a very cruel scenario yeah, of sucks. like of they are just Sat there, and and maybe they're okay because they, you know, all they know is the cave, all they mm-hmm. know is the shadow. Right. So they're like that. That's fine. But then they make decisions with that are that they are informed. Like they're not ignorant of the fact that they are the one deciding what happens. But they don't see the consequences in the same way because they aren't allowed to leave. They aren't allowed out of that one room. And never. And I, I'm sure it's a, it's a nice lavish room. It's comfortable. Sure. But they are like almost stuck. They are like, you know, they are tied physically to their throne. They are not allowed. I like the idea of that room being called the throne. I, well, I'm thinking of like whether or not it's even just like physically they are just only tied to, to the, the throne. They, they cannot new, leave that chair. They cannot leave that chair. They die from blood clots, probably. Sure, sure. But yeah, you could call the room as the throne, however you want to call it. But they are, they live in, so the secrecy is the other way. It's 
their life, the, the world is a secret to them. Mm. They don't know the world outside in any way, shape, or form other than what they're being told. This- and they're being told the truth. They're just not allowed to see the consequences of that truth for whatever reason. And, and maybe it's the prophecy. Maybe it's they don't want any harm. It's a bubble boy. Mm. They're like, they're like we don't want any harm to come to the, the, the prophesized chosen one. Sure. So they must live in, in the throne. They've got a white glove the whole thing. It's, it's an interesting – the idea of secrecy as it relates to leadership is a very interesting way of getting at and kind of dissecting power. Right, because all of our leaders, minus the deep state, um, deep state. On, on on planet Earth, hashtag, hashtag deep state, um, hashtag the deepest state, um, are public figures, and and much of their authority comes from the fact that they are, you know, that's kind of the nature of democracy is that you power is given to you by the people. Yeah. Right. The idea of secrecy. I mean, how long would a public, would a people continue to give their there to let uh, this secret unknown force have power right so here's but here's another idea if we're thinking about this this idea of a secret king from a truly secret perspective i like your idea of a prophecy i like your idea of of a of course you do of course love, love me a you're prophecy. a prophet slut um um <laughs> back to the ficus i I'm back to the ficus um, I love I love the idea of the public not knowing that they are giving power to the same people over and over and over again. Okay. There's an idea, right? There is. Imagine if there was an Illuminati where. Um, there is an there Illuminati. Is, there is. But, but even so, imagine that it was a little different, right? Like imagine that, let's say that, you know, there's even in, take Star Wars mythology, right? Like, okay. you know, somehow Palpatine returned. Well, it came up, you know, the dark side is a path to many abilities someone consider unnatural. He's doing force consciousness transferring to clone bodies and clone bodies and clone bodies, right? Now imagine you could do, now imagine there was some sort of immortal being that was just transferring their consciousness from one person to another and one person to another and was so smart and so advanced, some alien consciousness was just manipulating different politicians, different leaders from different political set, right? Like, so you were constantly, society was constantly giving power to different people from their perspective, yeah. but it was actually just the same person over this and over and over literally again. literally a D&D campaign idea I had with Arakshasa uh, going around and controlling all the, every politician, because I think if, but then you move into secret king that is just shadow king. But is it shadow though? Because they're because still the people working do, with different governments but the it, whole time. No, because it's people don't know who is in charge. And I guess that's what I'm getting at with, with, with the, the I think the core secret king idea to me is people know they're ceding power to this specific state and this power structure that exists here, and they. And like, I, and I guess it's all a matter of degrees, but I think the matter of degrees that that is moving is like you're moving to shadow, you're moving to a, like shadow state existing globally or, you know, whatever. Sure. Like, and I think that gets a little bit away from it. And I don't think in a, I don't think it's bad because I think it's, I, I literally, I like the idea so much. I wrote an entire campaign. About yeah. it. I decided not to run it. Um, as Bastard. you can tell. Um, yeah. Sorry. You don't get to play in that one. Um, but I think. I think it is super cool to have that manipulative. I like the immortal being element that is 
Um, shout out to Octavia Butler's Wild Seeds, which is literally down uh, next to my foot, uh, which is, is a similar idea, but not fully, but it's like immortal beings going through time, constantly building up uh, allies and power or whatever, and you know trying to mm-hmm. call anybody who's a threat to them. Mm-hmm. I think a secret king who is just immortal. Um, and if you, um, anyone's read the, the Mistborn books, there's like literally the ruler whose name I, I forget what the title was is like this immortal figure who everybody like is mythologized or mythologized mythologized mythologued sure mythologued mythologized deified deified that's the right word who is deified and then doesn't have like the secrecy element per se spoiler alert um the the individual who everyone thinks is this deified ruler is not like they stole that person's identity and it's a different person who, who's in that position interesting that could be something to do is like you have a king who is in a, supposed to be immortal and in this case it's like they steal magical relic magical mm-hmm. artifact off of some individuals that allows them to have the same power and then to continue to live hmm. So you could you, you could you could spin it that way a little bit to be like you have an immortal immortal being who is known. People say that is immortal King Ficus, and then immortal King Ficus is assassinated in secret by King Oak. He's a bad immortal. Yeah, he's a bad immortal. Or yeah, he's he's, immortal, he's imprisoned. Uh, well, I, I was thinking uh, immortal by natural causes. Uh, you could still be killed sure, physically, sure. but you, you can be killed naturally. So then, uh, uh, Johnny Oak, uh, Johnny Oak, uh, he comes in and takes out King Ficus in secret, steals artifacts of his power. He's basically able to like, to siphon off, takes his seed, takes his seed. Johnny Oak seed has that power and can become immortal too, and can become king. And nobody really recognizes that, that there was a change. And so the secrecy is that the identity is a lie. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's as interesting. I don't like it as much. No. I, I, I mean, it, again, it's one of these things that it's hard to, when you start getting into stories and, and different forms of power structure, right? Yeah. S- the majority of worlds that are built... Obviously, we can we can only reflect, you know, kind of what we know. Everything is relative to what we know. So, and all of our power is derived, not all. The majority of our power is derived socially. A lot of it is also it comes from the sun. Mm -hmm. Good chunk of it. Um, But there's also different forms of economic power. There's there's forms of hard power and soft power. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's 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 go back to grad school here. And so the idea of secrecy, the idea of, of anonymity and of secrecy as it's built into and its impact on power there, right? The or like going back to Colville's video, the origins of executive power. What are the origins of power in your world? That's what you need to lock down before we can start figuring out how much of it is dependent on 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 some element of it being hidden because let's say for example you you brought up the point of of he you know who shall not be named um calling or or Warren Buffett calling himself enterprise or or money or leader right corporation corporation thank you that's what it was that's an interesting idea because then it's even if you know there is some form of government what we're talking about here is is the nature of power 
Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Well, I think what we're talking about is the Secret King. <laughs> but uh, you can't stop. It's all connected. Don't uh, you see? Oh, I yeah, I know. Well, and I yeah, I mean like the origin is like and I guess this is where in any world building example, hand waving some elements of mm. the logic are necessary. True. If it's because this is a cool idea and I want it to play out, you can kind of just get on board with I mean in in life how many times have you said to somebody, why do we do it this way? And then someone just says, I don't know. It's just momentum. Way it, m- momentum. So you can assume in any story, any world, momentum is just already there. Mm. And you can gloss over the origins. How did the Secret King get in, get in power in the first place? I don't know. No one remembers. It's just the Grand Tree. It's just always been there. Yeah, it's always been there. And so origin of executive power is absolutely critical and super necessary especially when you're talking about a political change story or a world that is a, that is in flux as a moment. source of narrative conflict as a source of narrative conflict and from a internal in, in, internal logic perspective if you're world and you really just want consistent logic yeah you, you should have a clarity for yourself about the origins of that power uh but even like and in the like it depends on the on the case, but like the origins of power, like going back to the original monarchy in this example, like how many people in the British public want the monarchy gone? A lot. Mm. I think moving into a majority at this point, mm. and that's not enough to end it, because ending institutions or executive power power shifting takes a lot of time. It does. So we have to assume that the secret king has been there for so long, and because of the the mystery and the secrecy of it. If they are like they are somewhat insulated to a degree from criticism because they have a little bit of secrecy and they have that veneer of like, well, that, that that's just where decisions come from. That's where power comes from. And it, it could be because they're deified. It could be because they're doing a good job. It could be because of the threat of the order of the leaf or whoever is in, whoever is intervening on their behalf. They are protected in some way because of their secrecy. And I think it, it but it depends. One last noodle. Okay. Because your comment about hand-waving was a very good way to recenter me into this conversation. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, Here's my noodle. The leader of this, we're going to call it the plateau. Okay. In the middle of the plateau is a mountain. The leader is called the pilgrim. Nobody knows who the pilgrim is. Because the only way that you can become the pilgrim is to be the last surviving person to complete the pilgrimage, which is a climb up to the peak of the mountain. Okay. Only so many people begin the pilgrimage, but no one ever comes back. There's only ever one survivor from the pilgrimage. At least everyone thinks, but they never come down. They never come down. So, so when, so the, when the pilgrim... They communicate like through pigeons. They just pigeons through. They just through, crumple up some paper and throw it off the side of the cliff. Telling old men who've been wandering through deserts what to carve on tablets. They they just throw the tablets and say like, "Look out!" Okay, just, okay, just, Mel Brooks. But yes, yes, they do that. Is that a Mel Brooks trick? Sorry, no, no, no. It's fine. But but to but to your point, like the communication, we can sort of hand wave, you know. But the idea that's an the, you know where. Nobody knows. We know it's one of these, let's say, hundred pilgrims. Yeah. But 
everyone dies or do they maybe they don't maybe they get up there and then there's this collection of people up there right like yeah or maybe people think the pilgrim that there is somebody who survived the pilgrimage but it's really i'm going to use as a placeholder there's a witch up there Mm. who has convinced people we're going we're going hag there's a hag hags they're they're very conniving there's a hag who lives up on that mountain who is who has persuaded the people of the plateau that this pilgrimage exists and that they should do it and whoever completes the pilgrimage will be granted great power Mm. they do this and let's say almost all of them make it to the top she takes them all out though for whatever purpose it is it could, it, it could be anybody it, it doesn't have to be a hack any sort of mm. malicious creature has convinced people this is a worthwhile endeavor and they have let everybody in the community on the plateau believe a lie believe that one of them is up here making the decisions but it's really them it's and real. they are not looking out for their interest or the maybe the hag's sole interest is is having a refill of those pilgrims and doesn't sure. and otherwise doesn't really do like a anything evil no. just they just want you know maybe it's a cannibalistic creature up there maybe. or maybe they're just up there and as part of the pilgrimages you have to bring food and that's how they get food because they're really lazy and they don't want to go down the mountain yeah why not or it could just be because it's hilarious because they're just they're getting so many laughs out of watching these people come up the mountain and they're all dying and they're sadistic I don't know. I went dark. You went light. I, I, That's I, I, rare for us. It's normally the opposite. Yeah. When it comes to storytelling, I, I think I go darker. Um, Fair point. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think that's a pretty good idea to 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 stop. I think that to the stop idea on. Of, I think we're running. I think, we're, I think the noodles are running out there. They're running out. Power is a joke. Power is a joke. Power is a joke. That's an interesting interesting closing commentary. All right. So what stuck for you? It's a tough one. Um, I think for me, I loved your idea about when you were talking about your Truman Show world, you know, the the idea of, of this rigid order keeping this this king hidden from the public. I love the idea of like there's no the morality behind that is unknowable, right? Like that mundane decisions, whether or not the king has milk or orange juice for breakfast, having massive consequences for the real world. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think that stuck for me, too. Not the mundane, but just the the cruel grim dark elements yeah. of of the of a leader who's you know i think in the case we were going with a queen being kind of just held uh just to be like you make the decisions but you don't get anything you get no say in anything else yeah, yeah. um i also really like pilgrims like the idea of like you yeah. know this town knowing it's one of a hundred people but we don't know who but we know it's one of them. Yeah. We hope it's one of them. We don't know what happens up there but Might someone's making decisions. Maybe a hag. <laughs> It's like a, I forget, it sounds like a very recognizable voice. Um, can't place it. But uh, and I think the the order of the leaf really stuck for me too. It's like this zealous order that's you know they are a cruel controlling institution, yeah. but they are they believe that like they're not doing it out of malice. They believe that these are the one true. Uh, people in charge, which I guess is quite connected to the Truman Show idea too. Yeah, but that unknowable. I, it's like what would well if it's not this bloodline, the whole world explodes. Why we don't know, but they know. Yeah, so we got to keep we got to keep them secret. We got to keep them safe because that's they're the ones that need totally. to be in charge. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Yeah, <laughs> that's been stuck for us. Let us know what's stuck for you. Thanks for listening. Bye.